This is the Press Conference Podcast, episode 63, mixtape 23. Something in that. There's a bit of good energies. At the, we're on a good energies run at the moment. Yeah, they're lining moments. up very nicely. I'm your host, Dave, and I'm here with my co-host, Phil. What's cracking? Uh, not much is a cracking. Um, doing well, though. Excited for this episode. Um, first Second band, second band of the year. Of the year. Uh, recorded at a normal <laughs> hour. Uh, I hadn't just come off a day of drinking. So. You disguised it well. Uh, which I think... I think listening listening no. back, you couldn't even tell. I think the uh, traumatized interview was a little bit more inebriated than you were last week. Potentially. Still a um, But no, this was a good one. Uh, our first guests uh, dialing in from a car, a packed car, mind you. It was actually a lot of fun. Um, if you can't tell by the headline or the name of this, uh, we had Four Weather on, a melodic hardcore band out of Melbourne, uh, the release their EP on the 17th. Um, they got their show, their EP launch show, this coming Friday, if you're listening today, with uh, Vermont. Um, who else was on that? Colorburn and Evergreener um, at the Cactus Room in Thornbury. I mean, I mean, we'll talk more about it in the episode, but they've only been a crazy. band for like eight months. Absolutely nuts. No, that's crazy. Uh, tickets are flying for that show too. So if you haven't got one when you listen to this, and it's before Friday the 9th. Grab a ticket. Support the guys. I'm not going to lie. We're recording this might early. Be it might be too late. <laughs> if you haven't got a ticket by now, you're probably too late. <laughs> Anyways, let's let's play the smash and get into it. The So we're joined uh, with uh, four weather out of a, a car, which is, uh, <laughs> uh, I'm loving it. Do, do you guys want to go around and, and say who's who? Yeah. Yeah. I'm Brad. I play rhythm guitar. I'm Colin. I do lead vocals. I'm Howie. I play drums. I'm Demetrius. I do lead guitar. And uh, our bassist cannot be here tonight, um, but Marcus, he's a sweetie boy and we love him. It's officially our biggest group of people on the on the show. We haven't had more than two on, so this is going to be interesting. <laughs> Yeah, it's a, it's a party. <laughs> I've got to ask, though, before, for the people who obviously can't see, you've got three in the back and one in the front? Yeah. What? Yeah. yeah. You didn't like the two in the front? Riley's <laughs> <laughs> uh, missus in the front. She's Yeah, it's her car. So. Uh. <laughs> I don't feel dominant enough to take the front seat. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, but anyways, how are you fellas doing? Uh, EP came out. Last week now? Two weeks ago nearly? Yeah. Um, from a recording today, how's it been? Good. Um, you know, the response has been really, really, like, amazing. I couldn't ask for anything more as a new band. Like, Yeah, it's been overwhelmingly, like, positive all around. Like, just from friends, whatnot, and just, yeah. Yeah, it's incredible. Nice. And yeah. the, the headlining show is coming up next week in a couple of weeks, and, and that's, like, 70% sold, yeah. I think. So that's really impressive too yeah 
Yeah, we're hoping we can sell it out. Um, we're actually like, we we're in the car because we were tracking. <clears throat> yeah, we're at practice right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, that's awesome. Um, but I guess obviously being a new band, I guess how did you guys all come together? Like, what's the story of? of, of uh, that is that's a good question. So, I guess we'll start like at the very beginning. Um, how, so, I was in another band called Waybridge um, as the lead vocalist. I had been in it for a few months, and it was kind of, kind of going downhill a little bit. We were just kind of our hearts weren't in it, and uh, I started writing some more like melodic hardcore kind of stuff. And I wasn't really sure what I wanted to do with it. Sorry. <laughs> now you're right. Um, so yeah, I started writing some more like melodic hardcore stuff, and. Uh, it just didn't quite fit for Wayridge, and one day I was like, you know, I might turn this into a real thing. So I messaged Hallie, I met him at university, and I was like, yo, you want to play drums in this, or, or what? And he's like, fuck yeah, I'm down. And then, uh, you know, we started writing together for a bit, and then um, we kind of were on the hunt for guitarists. Yeah. It was just me and Cullen for a good while, we were like... Basically, we wrote a lot of the EP, like, prior, like, finding anyone else. Like, it was just me and him. We are constantly looking, trying to ask people, like, for new members. Mm. And then it wasn't until we, what well, we posted to Facebook group, we found Dimmy, we found Bradley, we found Marcus, and, like, it all kind of really took or off it, from there. Like. It was, um, well, it wasn't the Facebook group. It was Coach. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah. so we tried a bunch of Facebook groups, but they didn't, that's right. they didn't work out. Yeah. But I messaged, uh, I'm not sure if you know Stephen Canatelli, he's a band coach, and he knows, he just knows everyone, it's crazy. And we're like, hey, Steve, do you know anybody? And he's like, I got you guys, let me make a post. And Marcus, Bradley, Dimmy, they just, out of yep. nowhere, they just spawned. It just was great. Did, yeah. <laughs> and uh, they auditioned, and I was like, these guys are perfect. And since then, you know, we've filmed music videos and done a bunch of crazy shit. So, good. Cool story. So you guys all <laughs> spread out around the city. I know, Brad, you live down near where I am, so you make the treks up to the city and stuff. Uh, what about you, your guys? You all centralise the city? Oh, I'm a bit further out. I'm out towards Warrandyte, Kangaroo Ground oh, Way, like eastern suburbs. Oh, my God, this is Lean it back a little bit. Okay, so I I live in Preston, which is uh, more a bit more north. Um, and Dimmy's. Yeah, I live in uh, Doncaster, so yeah, not too far from the city, but yeah. Yeah, so yeah. it's a bit of an effort to get the boys together and and everything, and it's going really well though. Yeah, a little bit. Like you know, we. We prack in a place that's kind of meet in the middle for everybody. Yeah. Mm. Um, it's actually the furthest for me. I have to catch a train to <laughs> from Preston all the way to Box Hill, and then he picks me I'm up. I'm your little personal. Yeah, yeah, he picks me up, and then because <laughs> I'm I'm Canadian, right? So I can't drive here yet. Um, so like I have to transit everywhere. It sucks. Mm. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. Um, well, I need to ask just while we're kind of talking about you writing. I guess more melodic hardcore stuff. What made you kind of start writing that? Was there something that triggered or just kind of felt it? Um, so I was really into like when Halesia was written. So that was the first song that was written. That that was the first one, Halesia. Um, I was really into like whatever forever. 
at the time. And I was like, I'm going to try and write (laughs) like a whatever forever is kind of song. And then it, it kind of like turned away from that and became like a, I don't even know how to describe it. Um, Just kind of, you know, better half, whatever forever kind of Aussie, Aussie melodic hardcore. And then uh, from there on, it was influences like counterparts, uh, holding absence, that kind of stuff. Hmm. Yeah. And and I guess for the other fellows in the band, do you guys were you guys attracted to the melodic hardcore? Thing? Was it something you wanted, or was it just, I guess, it, an opportunity came up to be in a band? And I think bands are kind of, I feel like they're so few and far between at the moment. One hundred percent. Tough out there. I like I grew up listening to all that kind of stuff as a kid. So like as soon as I saw the opportunity, especially where I live, all the all the bands around me are a lot more like indie rock kind of like or like punk bands. So as soon as I saw these, I was like attracted to it straight away and like had to jump for it yeah i guess like for me like i've always like early on my guitar playing like really been like into like post hardcore and metalcore and that sort of stuff so like this kind of like music's always been sort of like my comfortable style like i've played in like prog metal bands like jazz rock bands and that sort of thing but like you know, this sort of music really suited to me really well. So when the opportunity came out to be in a band like this, like it's one thing to be in a, a great band with motivated people, but to be playing music that I love is just a massive bonus on top. Yeah, for me, it was like I was only kind of getting into this like melodic hardcore, I guess, like in this kind of style and only in the more recent years, I guess. So I was really like yeah. like deep into it, like really starting to get into it, like bands like Lowe's and like, yeah, like Counterparts and whatnot. And then, yeah, when Cullen gave me the offer i was like this is exactly what i'm into right now and i haven't played in something like this so of course i want to do it like mm. it just like it's attracted me so well like it has like yeah well melodic hardcore is yeah. making a bit of a resurgence as well with like casey bringing out their record which was amazing and i think it's the perfect yeah. time for you guys yeah. to uh to kick it off yeah you know there's there's a few there's a few melodic hardcore bands coming out of melbourne and sydney as well like you know our, our boys in uh saving face yep fucking like so good mm. you should check them out if you don't know them um you know bloom the guys in bloom are so sweet um there's so many bands uh starting to come out which is just amazing well i feel like because dave and i we talk we we love melodic hardcore yeah. we've spoken about a lot a lot uh and i felt like there was a bit of a lull in bands like that for a few years oh totally um, mm. yeah i mean i'm not sure why because bands like counterparts and that were still doing well um yeah but I feel like the last like probably three years, maybe it's just because everyone got sad over over COVID. Mm, yeah, totally. Maybe it's a bit of that, but uh, yeah, it's love to see it. Mm. Yeah. All right. So um, what we want to do now is just kind of talk about how you guys got into music back when you guys were younger. So um, do you want to go around the car, not the room, and uh, just kind yeah. of let yeah, us sure. know? <clears throat> so I've always like my father's always been like massively into music. He's always collected CDs and stuff. So it's kind of like he was always he was always been a metalhead. So he always used to play like bands like Metallica, Megadeth, all that thrash metal stuff. But then he really explored into like more like old school rock and roll. So it was a big broader like music when I was younger. But the way I learned how to play guitar is actually quite a funny story. Is um <clears throat> I used to play football when I was fifteen thought it was okay i just kind of did it because it was something to do um one day i was playing a game and i broke my leg like completely snapped it i was on crutches for a year and then um 
My mum bought me this game called Rocksmith. And it's pretty much Guitar Hero with a natural guitar. Oh, wow. So that's that's, so cool. that's how I learned how to play guitar. And ever since then, I've not put it down. Awesome. Let's see. Yeah. Yeah. Um, for me, uh, I have a very musical family. Um, you know, my dad's always been very into music. My my oldest brother actually got me into post-hardcore. So when I was like six, like my earliest memory is like uh, my parents playing AFI for me. And like, uh-huh. I just loved AFI as like a toddler or not. Yeah, toddler. I'm, I'm quite young. Um, yeah. So AFI was like my favorite and I grew up like gravitating towards heavier stuff. And, you know, my brother is a singer as well in a post-hardcore band called Cardinal. Um, and, you know, they did really well. Um, and it just inspired me to sing because I've always, I always made electronic music because I just thought it was fun. Um, and then only recently have I been like, okay, maybe I'll do this melodic hardcore metal stuff. And yeah, so it's just been my whole life, like a slow kind of uprising towards it. Yeah, nice. Yeah, with me, it was kind of, yeah, I had a very musical family. Like grandpa on my dad's side was a musician. Grandpa on my mom's side was a musician. They were both country and jazz. So then like, obviously like becoming more of a heavy upbringing for me. But like, I remember my mum put me into drum lessons ever since I was like, like really little in primary school. And she was like, just kept pushing me to do it and do it because she could see I had a bit of an interest in it. And I kind of just went from there. There was a point in high school I nearly dropped it because I was put into um, like bands in like our music classes that it was just we're playing stuff I wasn't into. And I was like, this sucks. Like, I just want to be playing like something heavy. Mm. And it wasn't until later I joined other things where I was like, it was getting more into like my own alley of just stuff I enjoyed and I was able to pick it up properly again. Um, yeah, it just thank my mom i guess like for <laughs> getting me into drums really that's cool fuck yeah you <laughs> i guess um for me i my music journey kind of started when i started high school so i guess really before that like my dad was really like into rock music and things like that and he showed me a um guns N' roses live in tokyo dvd and i remember watching like slash play guitar i'm like i want to do that like i was really inspired by it so when I got to high school and I had the opportunity to learn instrument, I'm like, split one on the guitar. And they're like, oh, you can't be in the school band, you play guitar. I'm like, okay. Um, and so I said, hey, I'll play saxophone as well. So from then on, all through school, I was just playing a lot of instruments like, yeah, saxophone, um, violin, viola, um, yeah, guitar. Then uh, what else did I do? I did quite a few things. So I switched to like percussion in school band later on. Um, but yeah, then like guitar's always been a constant there. Uh, I learned bass at some point um, to join another band because they needed a bass player. I'm like, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll pick it up. Worked it out and um, yeah, and learned piano as well. Uh, but yeah, guitar's always been that constant for me. It's always been an instrument that like feels the most self-expressive and I know my way around. So mm. yeah. That's crazy. I mean, I wish I could play one <laughs> instrument, let alone. Yeah, he's, he, I remember when we were auditioning him, he like, he was like scoring out the, the songs on sheet music. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was awesome. Yeah, I'm a very visual person. It's like, if I can see how the music works, then I can work it out. Otherwise, it's just very everywhere for me. So, <laughs> yeah. That is, in, that is impressive. A lot of people that like we've spoken to just kind of, 
play play something and then remember it and then just keep remembering it. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. See, I'm jealous um, of that. I wish I could do that. <laughs> yeah. That's wild. Um, well, I mean, it, it's funny. Like since Dave and I've been doing this pod, I think we've heard so many stories. I guess similar to yours, and um, especially like when bands come together, they don't know everybody from the outset. I think that's a really cool thing as well. So, mm. yeah, it's just uh, yeah. a lot of different stories. So, yeah. Cullen, I have a question. You spoke about yeah. AFI before. Was that early AFI or was that two thousands AFI? Yeah. So, um, oh, two thousands AFI. So, like. You know, um, it's the album with Miss Murder on uh, it. So, um, yeah, so my favorite song was uh, The Prelude, 1221, I think. Yeah. And I just, <laughs> I don't know what it was. When I was a kid, I just loved it. Like, I annoyed the shit out of my parents because I was like, please, play that one song. Yeah, again, please. Again. <laughs> and they were like, <laughs> yeah, I, I got them to play it on repeats for so long. Um, yeah, so I just, I love AFI. Soft spot yeah, for me. Me too. Phil and I have had this long running argument. So he's he's December Underground. I'm Sing the Sorrow, and yeah, okay. I'm just trying to I'm trying to rally some troops. <laughs> we, we've got it. We've, we've, we've... <laughs> and, and, and so far, it hasn't worked. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. You're fine. Um, so I guess let's talk about the EP. So I mean, um, it came out like a few weeks ago. You released your first single, I think, when November last year. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I guess how long were you sitting on 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 all the music before you kind of launched the band? Because I feel like it just you kind of just popped up. Yeah. Uh, when Dave shared it with me, um, <clears throat> what was that like? Well, pretty, we... pretty much a year ago now is when we started writing all the material <clears throat> for it. Really, like that's when Halesia yeah. was first. Like, yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah, we didn't sit on it for very long. Like, the last song that was written was was it Blind or Hole? Hole. It was Hole, yeah. and that was like. It was like we finished writing Hole, producing it, mixing it, and then we, uh, like, the next week, we were filming a music video for it, and then we were just like... Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and, like, the thing is, is, like, we, we do everything ourselves. So, like, I I produce, mix, and master, and, you know, Marcus is, like, he's a whiz with, like, anything visual, graphic design, so he filmed the music videos, edited them. Yeah. We, our video for Skin was with... Uh, it wasn't just us though. It was um, my my best friend Shades of Blue Media. He did uh, he directed that one, but everything else is usually done uh, just us. Yeah, love that. Fuck, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then I guess I mean that's really quick actually. A lot of bands we talk like to sit on stuff for a lot longer than well, that. So the the reason why is because like I so I've been in Australia for like two years now, and. Uh, when I first got here, I got a really lucky audition with Weybridge and like I was playing shows, doing like big band. And I was like, this is, this is crazy. It's my first band. And as it slowly started to fizzle out, I was like, I don't want to ruin this momentum. Like I just yeah. want to, I just want to get right back into it. The second this band dies or falls apart, like I want to have something ready to go. And you know, it worked out. Yeah. Nice. Well, I mean, you've got your first show. I mean, this will come out next Tuesday, so it'll be on the Friday yeah, uh, if you're listening, um, how long has that been in the works? Was that like something you organized pretty early on, or is everything the, just so the kind of falling yeah, into place? The show we kind of thought about doing as we finalized the EP. We're like, okay, we have a date for the EP. We're gonna do a show two weeks after, roughly, right? Mm. And uh, yeah, like Bradley, 
Bradley helped me look at some venues. You know, he's got he's got friends who who work at other venues. Your friend Hannah, she's very sweet. Um, she helped us look. Um, I, we you know we we're not with a booking agency at the moment, so I had to do a lot of emailing and a lot of got a lot of rejection um, from a lot of venues and finding one that's the right size and it was mm. tough. It was really tough. Everyone was booked out. Like they yeah. were looking like yeah. Um, yeah, everywhere, everywhere was booked. So, um, we landed on the cactus room. The, honestly, it's the venue I kind of wanted anyway. So, um, I'm happy with it. It'll be good. I don't think I've been to a show there, so I'm looking forward to, to getting there. Yeah. I know, I know like Alira and, uh, I think Heaven's Gate. Heaven's Gate. Yeah. yeah they played, played the first show there. Show there. And, and apparently it's like, it's not a big room, but it fits a fair amount of people for the size and it just mm-hmm. like... Apparently it's good. I'm kind of yeah. It's not bad. It's cozy for sure, but that's what you want. You you don't want a little like an empty room. No, totally. Yeah. Um. So I mean, it's crazy. You're doing it all yourself. So I mean, do you guys have much in the works for after this kind of gig? Or uh, yeah, myself with asking that question. (laughs) Yeah. So we've got a lot of music. We've got a lot of yeah. stuff. Well, we've got a lot to come. There's uh, there's so much. <laughs> um, yeah, crazy. I guess we'll, you know we'll kind of spoil it. Like we've pr- we've got another EP and more. So we've pretty much got an EP's worth of material ready to go. Yeah. Like basically, yeah, nice. like yeah. <clears throat> that's what you want. You want to have yeah. you want you, guys you want to have plenty of stuff ready to go because you can yeah. just hit, yeah. keep that momentum going rather than hitting that lull while you're writing really? and stuff. It's just good to see, like you said, Dave, like, you know, all these melodic hardcore bands that are coming out here. It's a good time to be a melodic hardcore band. Hopefully get picked up on a tour or something. So um, that's great. I can't believe you guys started like properly last year and you've already got... Probably about eight months ago now, wasn't it? Probably about eight months max with yeah. a band. I think, with them, yeah. I think like June, late June was our very first rehearsal as a band in a room together, I think. Yeah. Yeah. It's been moving quickly. Yeah. I think it was like the first time, like, that yeah. was like all three of us had just rocked up and yeah. 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 We had, yeah. It was like, we auditioned all three of them on the same day. Oh, wow. So like they all wow. came in and we just played the songs. We played, like, we played like, I think two songs just over and over. Yeah. Basically. It was Halicia, yeah. Halicia and Skin. And like, we knew right away. We we're like, these are our boys. Like instantly. I mean, Hallie, we looked at each other. We're like, yeah. That's so sick. Um, so we'll talk about the playlist now. So um, originally it was a bit of a miscommunication. Sorry, guys. I don't know if we have time to sit through. I don't want to push you through 25 songs in the car. Um, the bangers, though. I'm so sorry about that, by the way. But like it was awesome because when – so so for the people listening, I'm so sorry. You boys all sent through five songs each. Um, yeah. Oh, I think I just read the email wrong. It's all good. They'll ah, get used. Right. They'll get used. Um, but Sick. yeah, we'll use them in, in some capacity. But it was actually kind of great because I know we've, we you guys settled on one song each um, out of all those songs. But how, how did you guys end up picking? I guess each of your own songs. But then how did you land on this song without talking too much about the song? Like, what was your thought process picking these? Well, I'll let you start. It's a big question. I'm sorry. <clears throat> no, it's okay. I kind of just like I, I was the one that picked um, "Vor" by Sleep Token. I'm very much into like, I like dramatic as dramatic as fuck music. Like 
overly dramatic and like huge, massive like storytelling. And I feel like they get talked a lot nowadays. So I won't talk too much about them, but I just feel like what they're doing right now is completely changing the game of like what the metal scene was and has been. Yeah. And yeah, it's just a complete like kind of full circle of what metal has become nowadays. Even if you call it metal, that's the thing. Yeah. Um, for me, um, which I forget which one I picked out of the five that I had. Which one was it again? It was Compass. It was Compass. Oh, Com- yeah. yeah, Compass by Counterparts. So, Counterparts is a is a massive one for me. Um, you know, I've heard people talk about them a lot. You know, they're a Canadian band, um, and like, first time I heard them, I was just blown away. Like the, uh, I think it was Your Own Knife that album. I was just like mm. shocked. I was like, this is the coolest shit I have ever heard. <laughs> and then like. I was like, surely this is their best album. And then I went and I listened to their older stuff. I was like, what the hell? <laughs> it just kept getting better. Mm. Um, and, you know, Brendan Murphy's voice is just un- unmatched. So, like, a lot of the guitar writing and vocal delivery I have be- been very inspired by. Yeah. yeah um, for me, uh, the song I had was Is It Really You by Lowe's. Um, they have to be one of my top bands easily. But... um many of the boys here as well i think but um uh, i think that song in particular for me is when i heard it i was like this is one of the most beautiful songs i've ever heard and then you go to the rest of their like discography (laughs) and it is some of the most like balls to the wall heavy shit like riffs and breakdowns on the album on the album doesn't it go straight into god yeah it goes (laughs) goes into the heaviest song of the album straight after and it's like i'm like wait these guys can like just write all these insanely beautiful intertwined tracks in this heavy album. We can mm. do that as well. Yeah, yeah exactly. So that's kind of like we've had like you know an EP of like pretty heavy tracks, like a real heavy one, and then we've had Skin at the end, which is kind of like thinking back. It's like that's kind of my main inspiration for that is like yeah trying to write sort of the calm within the storm, I guess. Really, mm. nice. yeah, 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 nice. Yeah. So all the songs, um, I um. Stan, I'm pretty sure that the other guys chose one for me. So. Yeah, it was, it was a tribute. <laughs> yeah, tribute. Paul Harden and Martyr. So basically, the five songs that I picked there were just songs I thought back to, like what really sort of inspired my guitar playing in the beginning. Because like, um, over from when I started learning guitar to now, my style's been very similar. It hasn't changed a whole lot. Um, so yeah, I remember yeah listening to Ascendancy. Um, the whole album by Trivium and just hearing Paul Harder on Strings and Marta how the, just how much energy that song has with the double kicks and then the guitar riff and stuff. Yeah. I remember sitting there with like my really crappy Ibanez guitar with this like practice amp trying to learn how to play it, <laughs> which is song clearly was above my level at the time. But um, yeah. yeah, just like I guess like the way they like you know riff and put the songs together and the, the more like parts of having their songs as well as the energy and that sort of thing like i think that definitely always comes through in my playing like they're oh, totally. a band that sort of yeah inspired me a lot in the beginning and um yeah and they're a very consistent band as well oh, like all their albums are mm. very good um, they're an incredible band yeah exactly mm. cool well david and i were even talking about it before um you guys jumped on like trivium is a band that i think i just don't I haven't gone back to Oregon in like 10 years since I was mm. like a long time ago. Um, but listen to this song. I don't know why I don't listen to them more because yeah. oh, man. Uh, it's aged well. Yeah, they're an epic band. 
Um, well, what we might do, we might play uh, the first few songs and then we might just uh, cut them in and then we'll talk a little bit more on the other side. The way came and went took my will to live Spoiled by defeat, forced to drown in what's left of me
Right, so at the top there we had Counterparts with Compass and then we had Loathe with Is It Really You? So um, tell us specifically how Counterparts kind of uh, influenced the vocal delivery on this one. Okay, so um, in it's most it's definitely most prominent in uh, Deadweight. Um, that song is very counterparts. A lot of people have made comparisons. Um, the uh, mo- most specifically, so I'm I'm like I'm kind of new to guitar, and I've been like kind of teaching myself through writing for Fall Weather. So like Halesia is very simple. Um, I almost dropped my guitar. This is my guitar. Gotcha. Right? <laughs> um, Halesia is very simple, and like you can tell as the time gets on, the, the riffs get a little more um, uh, intricate. So Counterparts was a very big inspiration. Like the a lot of the gallops kind of stuff, like that. That's very Counterparts, and I just love the way it sounds, and it definitely made its way into the music. Um, for the vocal delivery as well, when I was in Weybridge. Uh, my screams were a lot higher in my register, um, and I couldn't do lower screams. I couldn't, like, do that beefy, like, raw kind of scream. But as I started practicing with fall weather, I found that I was like, oh, I'm actually – I can actually do this. And, like, my, my biggest inspiration for how I wanted to sound was Brendan Murphy from Counterparts, for sure. Yeah. Are, you a fan of, are you a fan of End as well? Because he's chalk and cheese yes. in End. Yep. He's incredible. Yeah. End end is like it's just it's just too it's so beefy. Like that's the only way to put it. There's so much going on, isn't there? Yeah. Um. So the next song uh, is Loathe. Um. So what kind of parts of Fall Weather songs do you do you kind of pull away from Loathe? Apart from the like the intertwined, complicated parts, is there is there much of the drumming that you pull out of it? Oh yeah, Hallie can answer yeah. that for sure. Uh, just like I wanted to create a track that was more simplistic, I guess, and could hit home, I guess. And like, mm. I don't know, I think, yeah, going in, when we were writing Skin, it was actually going to be a very different song to what it was. It actually was going to end up sounding like a different load song, believe it or not. Um, but yeah, I don't know, like, drum-wise, I find whenever I write, I tend to write fairly soft, kind of low-sounding tracks, I guess. Like, yeah. I never overcomplicate my drum parts per se, I guess. Like, I'm always fairly simple-minded in my writing. So, like, yeah, totally. going into Skin, I guess, yeah. It was, very, it was a very collaborative song with me and Colin, I guess, but, like... Yeah, totally. Just a very simplistic kind of just... Accented where it needs to be, you know, like yeah. not overplaying. We don't... Yeah, nothing needs to be overplayed with it. The, the fills, the fills um, you know... When they hit, they hit. Like it's it's nothing yeah. crazy, but they're in a good spot. Well, that's I the, find. Yeah, with "Is It Really You?" You can tell it's a very simple song in terms of drum wise, but like just certain accents he hits in the chorus and in the verses. Like even in the verses, like the drums and puppet points. Like I think in the second verse, like all these accents and ghost notes he does on the snare and everything. Like mm. it just mm. like it builds the track like layers upon layers. Like I guess yeah. that's kind of yeah inspired us with. Yeah, obviously with skin and even just like elements of other tracks, like even in blind with like stuff with like just the ambience of like the production of that, I guess. Like, yeah, totally. For sure from stuff like that as well. Yeah, drum parts don't really need to be crazy either. Like you can you can make stuff work nah, with nah. with 
not having sounds in places. I think that's like a really totally. clever way to do it as well. Is really just like that's where bands can get carried away as mm-hmm. well. Like for sure, like is the drum writing, and it can kind of throw people off. I reckon for yeah. sure. Mm. I think it's really cool because I think these two tracks, Counterparts and Loathe, to kind of I guess open the five tracks. I feel like they they kind of counteract each other quite well, but you can feel that balance. And I feel like these two songs in particular, you can really feel in the EP, um, yeah, just a lot. And I think it just makes sense. Um, yeah, yeah, totally. So the next song we've got is uh, "Vor" by Sleep Token. So very guitar heavy band, obviously Sleep Token. So um, very different to to like melodic hardcore, but I can definitely mm. hear those themes running through the, the EP. So uh, which which song kind of stands out the most as the, the Sleep Token kind of inspiration? Mm. Probably be like Hole or something. Hole is very riffy. Hole, well, it's, I it's, it's very blind. Do you reckon? Because it's like build, constantly builds up. And like, oh, yeah. Like yeah. Story yeah. yeah, we like, so Sleep Token it was kind of uh, in the back of, in, in the back of the mind when writing. Um, Blind, definitely, just the, the way that it kind of goes up and down, takes you on a bit of a, a journey. Skin as well. Just like they're, uh, they're, they're kind of like pretty elements as well. Um, definitely show in the ambient parts yeah. of most of the songs. Um, hmm. Yeah, that's about it. Cool. Well, uh, well let's play Vore by Sleep Token and we'll, uh, we'll see you guys on the other side of the break.
Played War by Sleep Token, then Pull Harder on Your Strings of Your Martyr by Trivium. I think uh, this song, and then we'll talk about Kublai Khan in just a moment. Uh, I guess two two of the heavier songs that um, were on, I guess, the five tracks. 
I guess uh, being more like a hardcore band, it's probably a little bit less around these really crazy riffs and big kind of heavy breakdowns. Really? I guess, how do you incorporate, I guess, your personal taste and style of, of, of these kind of tracks into, I guess, what you guys do at the moment, but then even again, moving forward? Uh, yeah, so I would say like, so Hall- Hallie and I do uh, a majority of the writing. Um, the Trivium definitely comes out in blind. Uh, Demi wrote a really sick lead part for it. Um, since uh, since we're melodic hardcore, the leads don't stick out very much in the mix. But mm. if you listen in the first verse, there's a really nice lead line in there that Demi wrote. It's fuck, it's fucking sick. It's really good. <laughs> yeah. um, and that that's kind of where it comes out is just in little intricate details. We try to spice it up because one thing I've found is that. Uh, Melodic hardcore and just metalcore in general, uh, you know, people have, people have heard, you know, people have heard it before, you know, you, you can't, mm. you can't just keep writing like, you know, alpha wolf riffs and like expect to stick out. And, mm. you know, we try to kind of take a genre and just kind of add little flavors from other things and not really have very many like limitations to what we throw in it. Mm. That it it's definitely more prominent in our newer stuff that we're writing. Yeah, um, sure. you'll notice it more. Yeah. I guess you find that like the more like hardcore, post hardcore genres, there's a lot more room for experimentation to throw little things in there from other places. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think that's what we love about it. You can actually you can put a metal riff in there in parts and kind of build up songs where a lot of a lot of metalcore just builds to a breakdown. You don't ne- don't necessarily totally, yeah. need a breakdown. So like one of my favorite counterpart songs is has like a reverse breakdown in it so it's like doesn't even have the breakdown it kind of stops and then it just keeps going um yeah which song uh, is that uh, i've forgotten <laughs> that's really bad um oh that's no that's sworn to silence it was on yeah. the new record yeah, oh, yeah. So where it just stops yeah. and then just kind of keeps going that's like yeah a like, really cool build up and a really cool alternative to just the, the g- generic breakdown i guess yeah, um, and so that was something we were very conscious about when writing, was just like, you know, like we could we could just put a breakdown here, or we could just go to a chorus here, but we tried to like kind of think outside the box and just throw some random cool things that we think would sound nice in there. So yeah, I think the lack of like using those breakdowns makes it when we do the breakdowns it hits a lot. Oh, yeah. 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 yeah, absolutely. So like when we get to the end of whole, it's just like it hits you, you know. Yeah, I think what I'm really keen to see. Uh, hopefully, one day I'm a bit jealous. I'm not in Melbourne uh, to come to the show, uh, but obviously live as well. I think melodic hardcore when you play it live, it also hits a little bit different to how how it oh, comes yeah. through on the yeah. recording. Yeah. So, yeah. like, I mean, I know Dave, Dave's going, but um, I'm keen to hear about how that goes because I feel like some of these songs could be large. Because uh, I do man. feel you are on. Yeah, I'm. I'm a bit jealous, but they. Uh... <laughs> They feel they they're feeling great in the room. Like there's mo there's moments like I'll scream the fuck like the breakdown and dead weight and then like they just they're like chugging away and I'm like I just can't help it. I'm like looking at them. I'm like oh my god. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm so keen to hear these yeah. songs live too. It's gonna be uh it's gonna be awesome. They're a whole different bass live already. Like, yeah. The the EP like it's it's awesome, but hearing them live it just it just sounds so much more. Yeah, and there's definitely spots because like 
live we're not playing to tracks or anything either like that we just, mm. we just play purely off each other like no click yeah. so like we've had a lot more room yeah, for wow. like messing around with certain parts adding little intricate like our own little flavors in there improvising like, a little bit in certain yeah. sections so um, yeah love so, that love seeing the songs grow a little bit you, you put your little flavor on it you yeah. could yeah extend a solo if you wanted yeah. to or like yeah it's it's well see that that's actually well that that lead line that Dimmy wrote I actually was because in Prague I was like just do something fun just like just have that little bit be your little part and he's like oh I came up with this and yeah. it was just sick yeah. and then I added it in later on that's so cool nice yeah um obviously Marcus isn't here but he picked uh, Theory of Mind by Kublai Khan yeah which probably was to me the biggest surprise when I saw the songs come through because mm. it's just so like, I mean, it's a song. Well, I mean what, what do you expect, right? But, um, and I mean, his whole playlist was a lot of beatdown stuff and just yeah. really kind of aggressive stuff. Um, oh, he's not here, which is kind of um, a bit devo, but I guess how does that play into, I guess, what you guys are thinking about doing in the future? Like, yeah. is it something that you're thinking of being a bit heavier and, and harder in that way or? Yeah. So we have, we have some like harder hitting stuff yeah. in the works, like, you know, Hole is definitely our heaviest song, um, but we're trying to kind of back it up. Yeah. Um, Marcus, like, Marcus loves, like, he loves his, like, beat down, deathcore. You know, I went I went and saw Kublai Khan with him, and uh, mm. just seeing him come out of that pit, like, he was, he was killing people in there. <laughs> like, he's, a, he's a scary man when he's in the pit. Um, and it just, it definitely comes through, like, he loves the hard-hitting stuff, you know, he his bass tone is just like oh, so fast. Yeah. yeah. So that definitely comes through in the live. Um, the slowing, slowing parts down and like just really accenting things and making sure that that comes through is, um, uh, you know, Kublai Khan's big part of it when writing heavier stuff. Yeah. See. Yeah, man. Well, before we guys let you get back to practice, um, is there anything you guys want to plug? Uh, we'll plug the show in the notes, uh, the the gig, I should say. Uh, is there anything else you want to plug uh, before we let you guys go? Um, yeah, so, you know, just check us out on Instagram at fallweatherau. Um, you know, follow uh, Shades of Blue Media if you need any film work done. Um, also, check out all the bands that are playing with us as well. Yeah, so at our show, we're playing with uh, Vermont. we got Vermont. Main support, we got a new band, Colorburn, very sick, um, and Evergreener. They're kind of a grungier kind of twist. So check all those bands out. They're actually yeah. all really, really solid bands. So yeah, yeah. I think for mine especially, like I think I've seen them like a handful of times over the last six months, and they put on a good show. So oh, I mean, they're, they're great. I've seen them there. once. Yeah, they're awesome. Yeah. Um, but thanks heaps again for coming on. We know you guys are busy uh, with everything happening and gearing up for your first show, but uh, yeah. this has been awesome. And uh, yeah, you've brought some great songs, great EP. Thank you, uh, thank you for having us. Thank yeah, thanks for having us. Yeah. Guys. Yeah, thanks, guys. We'll catch you soon. All right. See you guys. Thank you so much. That was, uh, that was great. I had so much fun doing that. Uh, some amazing songs. I think I just, every time we interview a band and hearing about how they came together, that's nearly my favorite yeah. part of this podcast. I love the gig. Because I don't think we've had two bands that have been the same with just mates grew up, played music. It's, I had this idea 
and then I needed people and you find people and it's just really cool. Um, it's inspiring. Yeah, I like, love it. If you listen to this and, and you think, oh, maybe I could start a band, you probably could. Yeah. Unless, Unless you're, you're awesome. Because we can't. <laughs> we're, we're musically challenged. <laughs> we can't even do this properly, let alone a fucking band. <laughs> um, but no, it's really great. And I think, um, yeah, I just love talking to these bands. It's a lot of fun. Learning a lot. And a lot of card yep. cores on top. It's back. Very back in a big way. Uh, we're loving it. And um, yeah, enjoy the. Uh, well, thank you for listening so far. <laughs> Don't forget to follow, subscribe, and leave a rating and review on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Uh, you can also find us on Instagram and Facebook at press.con.pod on both platforms. Uh, as always, we love the feedback generated by these. So let us know what you think. Uh, let us know if you get to the show. Uh, let us know if you, you hate melodic hardcore. Uh, we, we'd love to put you on the list <laughs> of people that we, we need to talk to. But <laughs> uh, also just a reminder, if you're listening to this before the next episode, um, our Love Song Dedications is back this year and we're going to be releasing an episode next Tuesday right before Valentine's Day to uh, get you in the mood. So uh, if you want to send a special message, a special message, <laughs> a special message. <laughs> We're going to keep this in. Keep a this in. Don't listen massage. by this point anyway. Uh <laughs> Okay, let's just wrap it up. Just yeah. let us know this if you want to get baby. involved. He's very keen uh, to get this okay. off the ground. So <laughs> send through a song. It could be to your best mate. It could be to your dog. Could it be your mum? And guess what, people? If it doesn't work, I'm still trying to get the extra. <laughs> so get the massage in. And um, <laughs> it doesn't even have to be a love song. It doesn't even have to be a love song. So please make a try and uh, make it a love we've song. We've already had some but... submissions come in. We actually have got more joking submissions than legit submissions. Um, I'm going to just start giving love song dedications out to all the listeners. It's going to get weird. Um, so if you don't want me to do that, let us know. <laughs> Anyways, uh, this is Theory of Mine by Kublai Khan. Uh, not a love song. <laughs> see ya. But enjoy. I'll see you next week. <laughs> Yeah,